of Bama, Kentucky. Your Crimson Tide taking on the Kentucky Wildcats tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff. Kroger Field, Commonwealth Stadium in Lexington. ESPN has the call of the matchup, but you're rocking and rolling. Right now on the hottest show on the streets, number one form for Bama. Football news, in my own words, you're truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you all in here. Checking out the show on today. We bring you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. We stream this to you through YouTube. You know what time it is. You hit that subscribe button. You tap subscribe. Get locked in. Get locked on to the action. Bringing you your best Alabama football news. You also hit that like button. Smash the like button. Run those likes up. All the way up there, people. Trying to get this show 50 likes out the gate to start it. Appreciate you guys. At Daily Super Chat Go, $100. Daily Super Chat Go, 100 bucks right there. Thanks to all of you. We got a lot to get into this evening. We want to hear your thoughts. You can do this by calling in 205-448-1358. But number two, let your voice be made known here on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. We want to hear from you, but Eli, we start the conversation off this evening. Like I mentioned, Alabama taking on Kentucky tomorrow. Crimson Tide wins. It clinches the SEC Western Division title, but it will have to do that with two marquee defensive starters not being able to play. That being... Uh, Sophomore inside linebacker Deontay Lawson and free safety Jalen Key. Uh, both guys, Coach Saban, listed as highly or very questionable during the Hey Coach Nick Saban show on Thursday. And with the point being that these two have not practiced all week, didn't practice Monday, don't practice Tuesday, didn't practice Wednesday, didn't practice Thursday either. So when you don't practice four days, uh, that's a good indication of you're not going to play. So Lawson dealing with an ankle. Jalen Key, a quad. Uh, both guys, smooth recoveries for them. Rest up. Uh, they are not going to play this week against Kentucky. Alabama down. These two starters on defense. Coach Saban, and once again, he, he mentioned this in his presser. Uh, both guys, listed as very questionable, but... Saban does expect young guys to step up. He does ex uh, expect young names, uh, young players to take this moment, get some reps, and really sort of take their game here to the next level. And when you talk about Deontay Lawson being out, you've got Jihad Campbell and Kendrick Blackshire. Both of these two will get a lot of reps. Jihad Campbell is the immediate backup to Lawson. Campbell, the former five-star from New Jersey, has had some big moments this season, especially against Tennessee a few weeks back. Campbell had 13 tackles in that game, recovered a fumble for a touchdown. When he's been out on the field, he's played extremely well. I mean, you go back to last week against LSU when uh, Kevin Steele went with the personnel grouping of Lawson with Campbell and uh, just different guys in the secondary. That's the package. That's the group that really slowed down, shut down one Jaden Daniels at quarterback. So you would have Jihad Campbell, 
taking over for Lawson. And then Kendrick Blackshire. Because of this game, uh, because this is a team in Kentucky that's ground and pound with Ray Davis, physical offensive line. Uh, but they don't they don't show you just a whole bunch of creativity in the passing game. This is sort of a line it up. Let's try to run it down your throat. Physical football team under Mark Stoops. This plays right into Kendrick Blackshire's wheelhouse. So he will get a lot of action here in this matchup as well. So those are your two guys that will play in, stay in, the, in the place of Deontay Lawson. Now, in the place of Jalen Key, the immediate backup at free safety is Christian Story, the uh, former four-star in the 2020 class. So he would be your immediate backup. And Story does have talent. Story does have ability. But if Coach Saban chooses not to go the route of Christian Story, then we can see the, the effect of uh, with Jalen Key not being out there, you would have Malachi Moore play free safety, right? You would have Terry on Arnold play at nickel, that star position. You would have Trey Amos slide in and play corner. That would be kind of your domino effect if you didn't want to go with the immediate option of just sticking Christian Story at that free safety spot and rolling it from there. But Bama does have depth in a lot of it does have talent in a lot of it. And if there was a situation where you could rest Key and Deontay Lawson, who have been dealing with some injuries here this season, here is that situation right here. But another big news here, could Alabama football soon be getting a defensive back returning from injury? Got a chance to talk to a couple of really highly vetted close sources within the program and word is Devontae Smith former four-star defensive back in the 2021 class from Ohio Cincinnati Ohio that being Smith was pegged to be the starting free safety in the preseason he was having a really good fall camp and had basically beaten out Jalen Key for the job what happened the final week of fall camp, Devontae Smith suffers a significant foot injury and it allows for Jalen Key to come in, take the job. But what's being told to me right now, Devontae Smith getting closer to 90% with his foot. He's been doing all of the dry land running right now. He's been able to do some light workout things on the field. Not this week. But I will look toward next week against Chattanooga. I'm being told next week against Tennessee Chattanooga, watch how he practices next week. He has a good week of practice next week. UT Chattanooga could be the game. We may finally see Devontae Smith be able to make that contribution. UT Chattanooga or Auburn in the Iron Bowl, basically, before the college football playoff starts, Crimson Tide may be able to get Devontae Smith back. I've been told he's he's closing in on 90% health with his foot. But they do some light workout things, all of a dry land running, 90%. Keep your eyes on him next week as he's made great progress. He's actually ahead of schedule. Keep your eyes on him next week. UT Chattanooga. Depending on how he practices, we'll play the big tape in 
Does he play next week? Does he play in the Iron Bowl? But at the very least, by the college football playoff, Bama could have, should have, may have Devontae Smith back in the rotation. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dab when we get back. We go on the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. Definitely want to hear from you on a Friday. Light us up after this. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. All right, folks, we're back, rocking and rolling to the action from the break. Hottest show on the streets, talking your Bama football news. In my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith of TDA on the eve of Bama, Kentucky. Game taking place tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Time kickoff from Kroger Field at Commonwealth Stadium in Lexington, Kentucky. Bama wins the matchup. It captures an SEC Western Division title. Got to shout out Jason Hayward with that $5 donation. Putting the love in the bucket right there. Appreciate Jason Hayward. Daily Super Chat Goal, $100. Daily Super Chat Goal, $100 right there. We appreciate you guys. Phone lines open to grab your calls. The call topic brought to you, or the call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you guys. And as you're getting your thoughts prepared to call in, call topic here, Eli Bryce Young, Carolina Panthers, the struggling Continues, the Panthers got first win of the season um, against the Houston Texans, 15-13, but Bryce Young and the Panthers lost last night, Thursday night football to the Chicago Bears, and you could just t- you could just see the frustration on Bryce's face. It's like, Bryce didn't lose a lot in high school. There was a stat I saw, Eli. Bryce Young in high school and college combined lost only seven games in his career. At the prestigious modern-day high school and at the University of Alabama combined, he only lost seven games. He's lost seven games so far in his rookie season against the Panthers. So it's been tough on Bryce. It's been tough. You got people that are wondering, was, was Frank Reich the right decision for head coach? 
You got people wondering, I do the Panthers have enough talent around Bryce? But you got people wondering a lot right now. So hopefully Carolina can uh, you know, win some more games this season, go into the NFL draft next season and be able to draft well, put quality pieces, the right pieces around Young so that this young man can really truly take off in the league because he's an immensely gifted talent. We'll see. But that's the news right there. You know, Bryce suffered a tough loss to the Bears. Looked very frustrated in the postgame following the uh, the matchup there. But we take another break right here, folks. Don't touch that dab. When we get back, we dive into keys to victory for Alabama. What does Alabama need to do to make sure they handle Kentucky from start to finish? We'll get into it after this. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Roll! Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we're back rocking and rolling to the action here from the break on the number one ticket for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly. Stephen Smith of TDA. Got my man Eli Walker in the production studio holding things down right here. Continue to tap the like button. Hit that subscribe, hit that thumbs up. Run those likes up right here. Trying to get this 50 likes out the gate to start the show here. More to come as well. Hit that uh, subscribe button as well. Make this your show, your network, platform, channel, space for all things tied football. But Topic two of the conversation here, Eli. Keys to victory for Alabama. What does the Crimson Tide need to do to make sure they are handling the Wildcats? You go up to Kroger Field, Commonwealth Stadium this weekend in Lexington. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. You have, you have some Alabama fans wondering, after an emotional win over LSU, does this become a letdown game for Alabama? Does this become a trap game for the Crimson Tide after such a key victory versus the Tigers just a week ago? And for me, I don't see this as a trap game. I don't see this as a letdown game. This team has talked about so much brotherhood and togetherness and playing for each, uh, for each other and respecting each other. I don't see this being a letdown matchup. We do know that the winner, if Bama wins this match, if Bama wins this game here, it captures the SEC Western Division crown. But you know, in facing Mark Stoops, highly competitive, tough, a coach that preaches physicality to his players. What are the keys to victory for Alabama in this game? Well, Eli's got him on screen, and here we go. The first one, you know, Bama's defense, they, they got to shut down Ray Davis. That, that, that is the engine of Kentucky's offense. 
Devin Leary's a good quarterback. 18 touchdown passes to only seven picks. You know, Kentucky's averaging 30 points per game, 6-3 and three on the year. But Ray Davis is the engine of that offense. Bama's got to shut that man down. He can do so many things for Kentucky. Number two, Tommy Reese and Jalen Milrow. This Bama offense, they got to start fast. They got to start fast. They got to start quick. They got to put their foot on Kentucky's neck. Don't take it off. Finish strong. Jalen Milrow, Tommy Reese, his offensive line, these backs, these receiving options. Bama's offense has got to start strong and get after it fast from the opening kick. They got to get after it. They got to show that dominance from the first quarter to the fourth quarter. That's number two. But number three, you know, Bama's defense has got to make quick work. They got to dominate Kentucky for 60 minutes. They got to make quick work and dominate Kentucky for 60 minutes. So starting this off here with a defense stopping Ray Davis. Davis for the Cats, he's he averages 100.3 yards per game. He averages six yards per carry. Davis, 913 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. The guy is highly productive. You got to be able to slow him down. And then from a receiving aspect, he leads Kentucky's receiver core with five touchdown receptions. Ray Davis can do some some everything out there on the field. And if you are Dallas Turner, if you're Chris Braswell, if you're Tim Keenan, if you're Justin Aboigby, if you're Trez Marshall, and Jihad Campbell, you got to know where Ray Davis is on this field at all times. Like, you got to light that man up. You got to have that man tipping through the hole, scared to death to run. You got to hit that man. You got to hit that man and limit his production on the field because Mark Stoops is going to want to get him the ball as many times as possible. Out, outside of Baron Brown, outside of Baron Brown, who's probably their version of Kendrick Law for Alabama, Ray Davis is their most explosive player. So if Alabama can corral him, if Alabama can limit him and shut him down, then the tide takes over the entire game. But that's number one. Dallas Turner, and that's the defensive coordinator, Kevin Steele. You got to come up with a way to take Ray Davis completely out of his element. That's number one. For two, Tommy Reese and Jalen Milrow. This offense has got to start fast and finish strong. Take what you did. Second half of Tennessee, second half of LSU, and apply it the whole game. Take what you did. Tennessee, LSU, and apply it to the whole game. Like, Alabama's first offensive possession, Eli, they need to go down the field and score. They need to do that. And, 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 that, and, and that's something that we haven't seen Alabama do a lot of this season. On the first offensive possession, get in rhythm early. Take the ball downfield and score. Impose your will early. Dominate your box early. That's what has to be done. That's what needs to be done. Take the crowd out of it early. Take Kentucky out of, out of its energy early. They got a good defense. Deion Walker leads their team in sacks with, well, he's got four and a half sacks, seven and a half tackles for loss. They got a guy in the secondary, Maxwell Harrison, 
who's got five picks, two of those return for touchdowns. So Kentucky's got ballers. They, they got playmakers. But you take them out of their element by being the aggressor. But Alabama can take that first possession of the game, go down the field, score, and then Reese with Milrow can mix it up with the creativity throughout the game. It's going to be huge there. Last but not least, I mean, this Bama defense, 60 minutes of dominance. 60 minutes of making light work of Kentucky. They got to do it. Chris Braswell, Dallas Turner, get after Devin Leary as if you're not dependent on it. Stuffing Ray Davis. Stuffing Barry and Brown. Just making life difficult for everybody in Big Blue Nation. Make life difficult. All right, this has to be the complete game right here. This has to be the game where you grab the college football playoff committee by the throat and say you will pay attention to us. I mean, you, you saw second half against LSU, Bama started doing that. But here's, here's the game where from start to finish, you grab the college football playoff committee by its throat and say you will you shall look at us, respect us, pay attention to what's happening here when you're talking Alabama football. Those are, my, those are my keys there for the Crimson Tide. Shutting down Ray Davis, Tommy Reese, Jalen Milrow, getting this Alabama offense going early and often, starting fast, scoring on that first offensive possession, and then just Bama's defense making complete night work there of Kentucky handling handling the catch there for 60 minutes. We're taking another break here, folks. Don't touch that dial. When we come back, we return the phone lines. We get your calls, your thoughts, your conversations. We get all of that from you after this. sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. This is Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, don't touch that dial. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, all right, all right. We're back into the action on a Friday. TGIF edition of the show. Number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama magazine. We got Bama, Kentucky on tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central time kickoff. ESPN has the call for the game from Lexington. I know people, I get it. Why does the game have to be so early? Why do you have to disturb my sleep? Why do I got to get up at 11 o'clock in the morning? Look, look, people, get yourself get you some good coffee, maybe some hot tea, 
get you a pastry, hot pastry, maybe a sausage, egg, McMuffin, whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do, all right? Now, I'm a, I'm a chicken McGriddle myself from, from McDonald's, but... Well, in McDonald's, if you want to give me an NIL for putting out the chicken McGriddle, I, I welcome that. But whatever you got to do um, to get yourself prepared for this uh, game against Kentucky, even if y'all want to be like Nick Saban, get y'all a, a little Debbie cake with coffee, whatever y'all feel like doing. But we got to shout out J.D. Long with that 1999, dropping that in the bank. Appreciate him right there. Then my man Jarvis S. with that $2 donation showing love to us on the show. And then we got James Knox in here that do it. James Knox with that $9.99. Showing that support. Appreciate all of you. Making this your spot here for all things Bama football. We go to the phone lines to grab your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. What's going on, Steven? This is Jason from Tennessee. Jason, how we feeling? Doing well, but how are you? I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. I've been um, really impressed with the progress of Jalen Miro lately. You know, he may not be the greatest quarterback in Alabama history because we've had some good ones lately. But the way he has come in these past few weeks by implementing the run into his game, his improvement in the intermediate passing game, I will have to say he is probably the hardest working quarterback we've had in a long time. Because the others already had the Yeah, the others already had the talent. But he's um I've seen the improvement in a short period of time with him. And my question to you is what areas do you think he needs to improve in in order to take us all the way to the title? I, I think the biggest area, Jason, for, for Jalen Milrow would be uh, continuing to fine-tune the 10- to 15-yard passes into either boundary. I think that's the final area. Sometimes those boundary passes can still get him a little bit. He's made some progress there. But if he continue, if he could continue to fine tune those ten to fifteen yard passes into the boundary, I think that's the final step because he's got the deep ball. He's using his legs now. He's gotten up, he's gotten better now reading his keys and dissecting these defenses. And then most importantly, he's gotten better in terms of playing with confidence, taking what the defense gives him, and focusing on one play at a time. Coach Saban mentioned that on the Pat McAfee show, ESPN on Thursday. Jalen Milrow now understands I got to focus on one play at a time. And ever since Saban has kind of gotten him to get the gist of that, you've, you've seen a tremendous growth from Milrow. But I think the final step is fine-tuning those 10- to 15-yard throws into the boundary.
But appreciate Jason right there calling in from Tennessee. Give us our thoughts here, his thoughts here on the show on a Friday. We're going to go on this call. You're live on the show. Well, I thought we had a call right there. Did not have a call. But if if you're calling in, 205-448-1358, number to call in. Let your voice be heard here, 205-448-1358. One to hear from you. Light us up on a Friday. We're talking Bama, Kentucky, leading up to tomorrow's game in Lexington, the place of the horse races there. But we grabbed this call. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. Where you calling from? Uh, what's up, man? This is Eli. I'm a Birmingham native, but I am calling from Phoenix, Arizona. How are you, man? How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. We got Alabama. We got Kentucky tomorrow. Bama wins. It clinches the SEC West. So I'm feeling fantastic. Nice. Me too, man. I'm feeling pretty confident about it. So hope they pull it off. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a wonky game just because it's like an 11 o'clock, um, 11 o'clock kickoff or whatever. But I think I saw some stat within the past few games that I watched um, somebody said something that like Nick Saban, the past, uh, I think he has like a 90% win rate for games that start at 11 o'clock, like throughout his career or something crazy like that. So I feel like he'll have them ready for the game and I think we'll, the tide will roll. So I'm, ex- I- I'm excited for it, man. I think Saban has his bunch prepared to go. I think this bunch really, uh, values each other, respects each other. Like, like I mentioned in the first topic of conversation, I don't see this as a letdown game. Uh, I don't see this as a quote-unquote trap game, uh, despite you coming off an emotional win against LSU. I see this team focus. They're ready to play. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Saban's good at not allowing, you know, too much. He's got that 24-hour rule, you know, so – Enjoy it while it lasts for the next day or the, that Sunday, and then back to business and focusing on the next task at hand, which is Kentucky this week. So, gonna be fun right there. Appreciate that call. This is my man Eli, out of uh, call from Phoenix, uh, call from Phoenix right there. Appreciate Eli calling into the show. Two zero five four four eight thirteen fifty eight. The number to call in and let your voice be made known here. Two zero five four four eight. 1358. Definitely want to hear from you. And uh, we get to our second cool call topic here, Eli, and that's on Alabama punter James Burnup. The native Australian James Burnup is a semifinalist for the Ray Guy Award, which goes to the nation's top punter. Burnup's had a great year. He he's has improved tremendously from last season. And uh, Elon, I'm going to say this. The Ray Guy Award lost all credibility for me when uh, J.K. Scott went four years without winning it. I mean, you're laughing at me, Elon, but I'm dead in the water serious. Like, the Ray Guy Award lost all credibility for, for me when J.K. went four years without getting it. But maybe, okay, Eli says he agree. Okay, but maybe, maybe they can earn the credibility back if Burnup gets it. 
maybe they can earn the credibility back or, or, or maybe some of it back with Burnham getting it. He's had a good year. At least one of these two specialists needs an award. Whether it's Burnham for the Ray guy or Will Riker for the Groza. One of these two needs to have a, a, a postseason award nationally. One of these two needs to get one because of what they've done for Alabama this year. We take our final break here on the show. Don't touch that dab when we get back. We wrap things up with this discussion. As of right now, does Alabama stack up well with Georgia if they were to play Georgia right now? We get into it after this. I'm Malachi Moore. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. What's going on? This is Benny Bice. I'm the founder and owner of Touchdown Alabama. And you guys are supporting one of the only independent outlets covering Alabama football today. No other sports, no networks, just Alabama football. Roll tie roll. Wanna appreciate all of you, the Bama fans, as we're back into the action. From the break, number one form for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. Thanks to all of you. All the phone calls, all of the donations, chats, conversation. It's been awesome being able to chill with you guys. Be a part of your living room on a Friday right here. The show. I'm Andy Eagle. I walk in the production studio right there. Final discussion here as we prepare ourselves for Bama, Kentucky. If Alabama were to face Georgia right now, does it match up well with the Bulldogs? And I know a lot of you are saying, well, Stephen, Bama's playing Kentucky tomorrow. Why is this topic on Georgia? Well, Georgia, two-time defending national champion. Georgia, two-time SEC champion, if I'm not mistaken this point uh, well not two time they won the SEC title in 2022 so defending SEC champion and then two time national champion Georgia so well you're always measuring yourself up to the best right so you look at this if Alabama was to take on Georgia right now do they match up with the Bulldogs and I think early in the season I would have said no because of all of the uh, moving parts that Alabama had trying to get things uh, settled in. But I think as of right now, I think they match up perfectly with Georgia. The Bulldogs haven't just been flat out dominating teams as of late. You know, Eli Auburn had a shot at Georgia. Remember that? Auburn was right there. They didn't let that get away. You know, Missouri was right there with Georgia. 
Missouri had some some bad penalties. They were right there. You even look at Eli tomorrow's game between Georgia and Ole Miss. You think if Ole Miss gets a lead, you know, the Rebels got pass rushers. If Ole Miss gets a lead, but it ain't going to be good for Kirby Smart. I'm just saying right now, Alabama, if Alabama and Georgia were to play right now, Bama matches up well with them. Now, of course, you as an Alabama fan, you're hoping Georgia gets to the SEC championship game unscathed. That, 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 that's your prayer. That Georgia remains unbeaten. Go to Atlanta for the SEC title, and Alabama would be the first team to beat Georgia. That's what you're hoping. That's what you're praying. That's what you are looking at and wanting to happen if you're an Alabama fan. But I'm just saying, in terms of does Alabama stack up well with Georgia right now, I would say yes. Just due to the improvement Alabama has made from week two to right now, and then Georgia being in a few close calls despite the fact that this is supposed to be the dominant team in college football and there are moments where it hasn't played like it and uh, opposition has took it down to the wire and probably should have beaten it but just did not pull the trigger but I think as of right now Alabama matches up the best here with Georgia but we'll, we'll, we'll look at how the tie handles Kentucky takes care of Kentucky and then moving forward from, from there. But as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, news, information, material, entertainment on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone for your audio needs. Check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher,